Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Mino Lion Media presents Business First. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Business First with Sonia Aline. I am your host. And today we have the beautiful Sharon Kaiser in our studio to talk about art and fashion and design. Welcome, Sharon. Well, thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. Yes. How are you today? I'm doing pretty well. I'm doing pretty well for Wednesday. <laughs> for Wednesday, right? <laughs> I know time is going so quickly. Um, well, you are the founder of SK Creations, which is a fashion and design house. Um, could you tell us a little bit about it? Sure. So SK Creations is my baby. I started it. It's been a while now <laughs> and it's actually evolved over the years. I started, I have a, um, background in sewing. I've been sewing since I was a young girl. So I started it to, give myself an outlet for all of the things that I would make. And I started with more of the home decorating type of items. And I used to do like parties at people's homes. You know, they always wanted to order pillows and throws and comforters and that kind of thing. And so I spent a lot of time um, sewing back then. And then over time, I sort of came back to my first love, which was apparel. I started sewing apparel when I was in junior high school. And by high school, half of my wardrobe, I had made myself. So um, I had kind of gotten away from it when I went off to college because I didn't have time or money to be buying fabric and so forth. But uh, it sort of came full circle. And because I have such a strong passion for textiles, I really wanted to learn to make my own, design my own. And ultimately, I did. So now I'm like steeped into fashion and SK Creations, that's that's primarily what it's all about. I do other things as well, but the fashion is probably my first love. I want to go back to um, when you were a little girl. I read that you learned sewing from your great-grandmother. And yeah. so tell us a little bit about what that experience was like and why sewing. Well, you know, it's funny. Um, so my great-grandmother, periodically throughout the summer, she would have myself and two of my cousins who we're all close in age, stay with her during the day. And she had a beautiful old singer sewing machine, which I wished I had this, you know, to this day. But um, she used to sew all the time. And my family used to have all of our Christmas dinners at her house. And so with all the women in the family, everybody helped out in the kitchen and we all had aprons. And my grandmother's buffet, the main drawer had all these aprons in it that my grandmother had made over the years. So we knew, grab an apron and, you know, start helping out. And so in order to keep myself and my cousins occupied, my grandmother actually had us, she, she decided she was going to sh show us how to sew. And so she started off with our making our own aprons. I guess she saw something in whatever it was that I was doing because she then decided that she wanted me to make some pillows, specifically some red velvet pillows, because she had this beautiful red velvet fabric. 
And it was something that she wanted to have on her sofa for the Christmas holiday when all the family got together. And I did not like it. <laughs> I couldn't understand why she was asking me to do this. You know, it was like, really? I just I thought had you were no, going to say you loved it. I no, thought you were going to say, oh. <laughs> I had no interest in making pillows, you know, and I just kind of, you know, pouted about it. But what are you going to do? It's my great grandmother after all. So I made them. She was very pleased with it. And I guess it was just meant to be because after I made them, I just kind of got the bug. And, um, I didn't do pillows at that time. I, I started doing um, clothing and, you know, I would make little outfits that I would wear junior high school and I would go to camp during the summer. You know, my cousins and I started going to camp when we were pretty young. We'd go every summer to a camp in Pennsylvania for about a month. And I started making my little short sets and things that I would take to camp. So it just grew, but it started with her just giving us a way to keep us out of her hair, I guess, for the day. And then her having me do these pillows that I wasn't crazy about doing. But once I did it, I realized, you know, I kind of like this. So it just kind of went from there. I've met a lot of people in the fashion industry, a lot of people who, who are really passionate about fashion. I've only met a couple who really love textiles. Mm -hmm. And so what is it about textiles that that, um, that you have a passion for? Well, first of all, I guess I am a tactile person, so I like to feel things. You know, I have a um, love of wood and marble. You know, I just like to feel things, and textiles falls into that category. And I used to go um, years ago, I know I'm dating myself, but there was a, uh, well, there is a G Street fabric store that is currently in Rockville, Maryland, but it started off in this old building in uh, downtown D.C., and it had three or four floors, and it was a very narrow building with an elevator that couldn't hold more than, like, three people at a time with one of those gates that you had to pull across, you know, to go. But every floor was like a treasure trove of fabric, and depending on which floor you were on, that um, determined what kind of fabric it was. So it went from silks to wool and, you know, just being able to go there and just experience all of it and feel it and see it. It just, I don't know, it just did something to me. And I also like design. I like things that are bold and vibrant and being able to marry the bold designs with beautiful fabric, you know, just the texture of the fabric was something that I realized eventually was um, something that I wanted to do. So that's how I ended up designing my own fabrics. Mm -hmm. So you have a range of, uh, of products. You have dresses, um, backpacks, hats, um, sweatshirts. Mm -hmm. what, what's the inspiration for, for, you, for the things that you create? For the fabric that you create? So I think that first and foremost, because I do love fashion and I think it should not only be beautiful in, in its own way, but it should also be practical. You know, not everything has to be practical, but, you know, functional. And so I, I really sort of start with the things that I know people would enjoy just about every day. You know, it doesn't have to be necessarily be a special occasion kind of thing. It can be something that you might just want to grab on a Tuesday, you know. Right. That is what caused me to sort of branch out and um, offer a variety of things. And I do have customers who tend to 
gravitate to a specific type of product. So every time they order something, it's something in that category. And I think it's nice to be able to offer a variety, but not only that, but I do tend to get bored quickly. <laughs> so it keeps me interested if I'm introducing something new. That's, that's what I've always loved about fashion designers. For, the, for most of us, we have like our special occasion clothing or, you know, we'll pull out something for a particular day. But um, like you said, for designers, Tuesday, like any day is a day to dress up and be fabulous. Yeah. Is that something that you hope to impart? to your clients or do you feel that you do impart that to your clients? Oh, most definitely. Um, you know, my my recent collection um, that I launched, the ladies' bomber jackets, you know, they're, they're satin for one thing. So, of course, they have some sheen to it, you know, and the, the designs sort of pop, you know, it's bright and bold. And I've had people say, I would really love to get one of those jackets, but I don't know where I would wear it. And I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> To. You know, you could throw it on with some jeans, you could put on a nice black dress, you know, some leggings, anything. You could dress it up, you could dress it down. You don't have to wait for an occasion to wear something if you really love it. Just wear it, you know, and you'll feel good about it. So, because right, sometimes the occasion never comes. Exactly. And exactly. <laughs> I have friends who let things stay in their closet with the price tag on for months. And I'm like, what are you waiting for? You know, so. Yeah. yeah, I used to do that. I think I, I, I've stopped more recently. I think just kind of coming out of COVID mm -hmm. and having thrown away a lot of things and, and wanting, you know, looking forward to coming back out in the world. Um, I, I feel that way. So I, I have a great appreciation for, um, designers who inspire us in, in that way. Um, is there anyone that, that publicly that we would know that you say, um, that you love their sense of style? Or do you, you think that they have a great sense of style? Well, um, I did. I, well, I mentioned this recently um, on the uh, Wardrobe Boss po podcast, but I really like Janelle Monet's sense of style um, mm -hmm. because, you know, it's very fashion forward, but also classic. You know, she sort of mixes some things that people of different age ages could relate to. There are others out there. I think like... Uh, Tracy Ross, I think she has a very nice style. It just depends because I do tend to like a wide range of things. Uh, mm -hmm. There are a lot of people out there who may lean more towards sort of the, what you call the ethnic types of designs. And I used to work quite extensively with like, African wax cloth and mud cloth and, mm -hmm. you know, the kinds of uh, textiles that you would usually find in Africa, but then going all the way to like the Dupiani silks, you know. So the styles really vary for me. Um, so there isn't any one particular style or even person that I can say nails it for me. It's just a variety. I'm just enjoying all of it. Is there somebody that you would like to dress and not in a bad way, but just mm -hmm. someone that you've seen and say, you know what, I, I think my style would look good on them or I think my clothes would, would really accent what they do? Oh, well, let's see. I'm sure I look at movies or TV at some point and I'll say, you know what, I wish <laughs> I could dress them. But unfortunately, <laughs> you know, I can't say that anyone specific is coming to mind, but um you know, give me someone who is fashion forward and who is not afraid of, of color, not afraid to do something that is original, something that is unique, and I'll be very happy to style them. 
Right. And I guess that is the, the, the best kind of, of um, customer, right? Someone who's not afraid and right. willing to try some new things. Exactly. Um, what's your favorite textile to work with? You know, I love wovens. So I would say like linen, um, things that you can actually, when you feel it, you can actually feel um, it's not just a, a, a seamless fabric. It's something that you can sort of feel the intricacies of. So something that tends to be maybe a little more nubby, you know, things like some wools, even some of the um, silks, because the silks can sometimes have its own little uh, knobs woven within it. So I think the ones that tend to give you more than just a flat surface, they actually have some character that is woven within them. And you use them across your designs? Would you use a style like that or a fabric like that across oh, yes. the designs used, that you do? I've used everything. I'm, I'm of the mind that you can never have too much fabric. <laughs> and so where are you based for people who are interested in, um, do you have a, a brick and mortar or is everything online? Everything is online currently. Um, I used to, um, and, and it may happen again, but I used to have some retail locations. Uh, there was a time when I had some kiosk in a, a couple of the uh, local malls. I wouldn't necessarily do that again um, because you're sort of tied to whatever the mall chooses. Like if the mall is open, you have to be open and they have you know certain rules you have to follow. But it did sort of spark the idea about whether or not I would like to have my own boutique at some point. And, you know, eventually that might happen, but currently everything is online and um, it seems to work pretty well. What would you say about, you know, I've, I've had these conversations with um, several of my friends who, you know, we talk about how training and attitudes toward work has changed. Um, the training has changed. People today take more risks um, in terms of, you know, if they feel they're ready to do something, they will do it. And wondering, like, what are your thoughts around fashion today in terms of what people um, are presenting? Um, and, and not saying that it's good or bad, but just if you have some thoughts around, like, what's actually happening with new designers and how they're presenting themselves today. Yeah, well, I would say people are definitely taking risks. And I think there's also a lot of emphasis on things that you might not think in terms of style when you first see it. Um, New York Fashion Week, for example, some of the designs that were on the runway, it took a lot of creative imagination to come up with, but it was, it was beautiful. I mean, even things that are not thought of when you think of the fashion world, like in the accessories market. You know, I remember one designer that was in the same show that I was in actually markets something that looks more like sort of like feathers that you either wear on your head or wear on your neck or whatever. But the way that they fashioned it, it was absolutely gorgeous. And I'm sure it appealed to a lot of people, but um, there just seems to be no limit. And if you can pull something together that is original and it actually can complement whoever's wearing it, then those are the risks that I see designers taking. And I think that they're pulling it off. So yeah, these days, I think there's something for everyone, even if you haven't seen it yet. You know, you may not even be able to imagine it yet, but it's likely out there and someone is going to, someone's going to provide it. 
Yeah, I think that's what's amazing about fashion today as well. Like there are no restrictions. And and to your point, there I do believe like there's something for everyone. Um, no one's left out. You know, I I remember looking at that you know, fashion magazines and shows and you could only hope to wear something that you saw a model in or you'd want to get to that point so you could wear what that model wore. And um, today there's a lot more freedom and versatility to um, do that. What is your advice to people just now entering the field? I think that, you know, I, I realize that it can be a bit um, intimidating, a bit overwhelming, but I would say if you do have any fear about it, just face the fear because everyone is expressing their own uniqueness. And you may not see what you're thinking about out there. You may be the first one to do it. So I say go ahead and do it. And just just take a chance because if you don't, ultimately you might regret not taking it. And, and you know, even with myself, with uh, New York Fashion Week, when the opportunity presented itself to me, I had to sit back for a minute and think, ooh, you know, <laughs> am I going to do this? And I just decided, you know what? I am open to whatever it brings. I just want to soak up the experience. I went into it with no preconceived notions. And I just said, you know what? I'm just going to give them me and we'll see how it goes. And so I think, you know, it definitely took a degree of courage to do it because in some sense I'm, I've stepped out of my comfort zone but it's rewarding too and so I'm glad that I decided to do it so I would say for anyone who is even contemplating the smallest thing just do it you know take that first step because one step leads to another and you never know where you may end up absolutely so if we'd like to support you support your fashions um, we can find you online you can yes. give us your website again okay um, so it's skcreations.com And then you can find me on um, social media. It's SK Creations LLC. And that's on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Okay. well, thank you so much for coming on and and sharing your gifts and your talents with the audience. And uh, and we look forward to um, following you and seeing what else you come up with, all your new creations. Well, thank you so much. It's, It's been a pleasure. And thank you for having me. You are welcome. Um, And thank you all for listening. We'll be back again next week with another great guest. Take care. The Business First Podcast is hosted and produced by Sonia Aline. Associate producer, Ariel Mancibo. Executive producer, Ken Johnson. Find the Business First Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. And on social at business underscore first underscore podcast on IG. The Business First Podcast is a mean old line media production. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.